Sorry to disappoint you So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like I make mistakes Like, lots of mistakes I'm just trying to do the best that I can do I guess I'm just imperfectly human Welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daly, and I want to welcome you to, I believe we are at episode seven of season two. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about efficiency. So before we get into anything, I want to shout out all the listeners, whether you're listening to this on Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, um, Audible, wherever you may be listening from, I want to say thank you and I appreciate you. I want to remind you to uh, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Um, it really helps me and it it just lets me know that you're out there listening. So, um. Right, let's get into this. Let's get into this. So this week, as I said, I'm talk- I want to talk to you about efficiency. Um, for those of you that know me, you will know. And for those of you that don't know me, um, I am uh, David Daly and I am the principal consultant of Yellow 8. And Yellow 8 is a digital agency. It provides business analysis, uh, functional design, digital marketing, user experience design, user journey, um, a number, a multitude of things. But really the, the, the ethos of, of Yellow 8 is about helping, we help our, um, we help our customers get noticed online. Um, I'll, I would say it's where design and function, it's design and function in perfect harmony. And what I mean by that is everything we do is based on um, analytics our marketing campaigns are driven by analytics our design is driven by analytics everything we do comes back to analytics it's all underpinned by numbers we we like to know that what we are putting out there works and the only way we can know that it works is by measuring and we use metrics to drive everything so that's the difference between us and the rest we're not about graphic design and all of that stuff we we do take on those sorts of um we do have have partners that work with us to do the the graphic design elements but we really focus on getting you to that point where everything works as you would expect it to work we try and create the best user experience and the best customer experience um, and in order to do that, you need to create a feedback loop. And that's something I'll talk to you um, about another time. But in order to deliver things for people, we have to be efficient in how we work. Um, and I guess when you work for yourself, one of the most important things is learning how to work smarter rather than working harder. Um, as I've said in previous episodes, Striking that work-life balance is a massive challenge. Um, 
you know, I, I was I was on a walk with my wife yesterday and she, she mentioned something to me, that something she was listening to. And she said, um, the person she was li- listening to, um, for those of you who know, um, her name is, the, the lady my wife was listening to was Courtney Adelaia. And um, she is the founder of a... Um, black hair care company and basically she blew up her company her company blew up her company is super successful she is super successful she uh, then went on to create a um, weight loss uh, product with her husband um, using his medical knowledge uh, as an MD he knew a lot about metabolism and how things work and they created this product to help people lose weight um and then she's now working on another business uh which is a um coffee and popcorn business so she does a a, a number of instagram lives where she talks to budding entrepreneurs and people in business and gives advice based on her experience and um she basically said someone asked her how do you strike the work work life balance and she said um she hates that word balance because there truly is no balance and i said to my wife you know what i actually agree with her because it's about prioritization and if you remember what um when i was talking about work life balance um i talked about doing things like waking up early and working outside of the hours that your family may, you know, during the hours where your family may be busy or uh, when the kids are at school and then sort of waking up early while people are still sleeping and doing stuff. And for me, it's about deciding what's most important at that time. There are going to be days, what I guess the bit that I left out, and this was the bit Courtney was saying, was that... um, there are days where you have to make that tough choice, where there is something that you have to do. And unfortunately, it is the priority at that time. Um, the issue becomes, for me, the issue comes when you prioritize work over your family all the time. When you start to do that, you, you've kind of lost the plot, in my opinion. But some people like to live that way. Some people's families don't mind. Maybe some people think, oh, he's a, he's a douche. I don't even want him around anyway. Um, I don't want her around or whatever. I hate that. Um, you know, I hope I hope that's not the case with a lot of people. For me, everything I do is for my family. So the more time I can actually spend with them, um, the better it is for me. So that's just something I just wanted to put out there. But when it comes to efficiency, it's about working smarter than, rather than working um, harder. And that was something I said in that, um, in that, well, maybe not that episode. Maybe it was a, it was a, it was a slightly different episode. But anyway, anyway, in this episode, um, I did my usual because, again. Sticking to that ethos of working smarter rather than harder. Um, I know for a fact 
that I am not the first person to talk to people about efficiency. I'm not the, I will not be the last person to speak to people about efficiency. So to save myself a lot of work, and I don't know why I said it like that, but to save myself a lot of work, rather than me writing down everything that I do to be efficient, um, I decided to go out and see what other successful people and some may call them gurus or whatever have said about efficiency. And I landed on Tony Robbins' website. Um, for, for those of you that don't know Tony Robbins, Toby, Tony Robbins is a life coach, um, but he's more than a life coach. I think people confuse it and just say, oh, Tony Robbins is a life coach. But really, I would say Tony, Tony Robbins is a very successful entrepreneur. That's what he is. And he managed to create something and he managed to, he saw an opportunity. He pushed towards that opportunity. He took his opportunity and he leveraged his skills to turn that opportunity into a very successful business. And he continues to do well from his books, his live shows or live um, events and all of that stuff, his website. There are a number of things. He's moved from just being a someone that, that works with people um, or through books and stuff like that to offering, I guess, e-learning. So he's continually growing. He is, he is an entrepreneur. And um, whilst I was on his website, I came across uh, something he wrote about efficiency. And I'm not going to read everything, but I'm just going to focus on... I'm going to focus on the things that... Oh, no, no, no. Before we jump into that, let me let me highlight some of the some of the good things that he said. Um, he put some of the here are some myths about work efficiency. Myth number one: busy equals productive. Our society is a cult of busy that has trained us to think that being product we are being productive if we are constantly working on something. Being buried beneath a pile of tasks shows no sign of abating. That shows no sign of abating is not the way to improve efficiency. Stop mistaking movement for achievement and and start prioritizing. True productivity is achieving your desired results with less effort and time. Um, another myth: multitasking is a must. Multitasking tasking isn't a must. It's a myth. The truth is, if you're doing everything at once. You're not really doing much at all. Where focus get goes, energy flows. A multitasking and multitasking fractures those that focus, so your energy is flowing in all different directions. It's more efficient to give your full focus to one task at a time in order to an order of priority. <clears throat> Excuse me. Working from home is less efficient. Again, a myth. Working from home is on the rise, and some employees are feeling more distracted and less productive. In the long term, ditching the rigid 9 to 5 schedules and long commutes will lead to greater work efficiency, not less. The key here is to create an environment with as few distractions as possible and to break the bad habits that dis decrease your productivity. And with that said, we can get into his 
top 10 things you can do for efficiency. But before we get into that, let me just go over some of those things from a personal perspective. So, I work from home. Um, and I definitely found that at the beginning when working from home, it was quite easy to be distracted. Um especially during the day so in the evenings and the early hours of the morning not really not so hard to to focus on work but during the day for some strange reason there was this tendency to want to go and do other things that needed to be that I felt needed to be done at that time oh snap I forgot to put the laundry on oh snap I forgot to go um, to get some bread and milk or whatever so I need to go to the shops oh snap I need to go um, do x y and z and there was always a reason to be distracted so I had to start learning how to switch off those things in my mind so that I could and focus on the task at hand and one of the and you know it wasn't it wasn't the fact that it wasn't working from home that was making me less efficient. It was, as I said, it was the distractions. So working from home is not, is not the, the issue. It's when we're in our home environment, for some strange reason, we have this tendency to surround or to allow ourselves to be distracted easily. We don't when we're in the, in the workplace. We don't when we're in the office. Because... You can still have those distractions. You can still think about things that you need to do. You can still be like, oh man, I need to go to the shops and pick up this. Um, I need to, I could go grab some groceries at, um, be, right now because it's quiet. And, you know, the grocery, the, the shops isn't, the shop is not that far from here. I can go and do, you could do the same things. But because in your mind, that is your work time, you don't. Well, there is no difference when you're working from home. That is your if that is your dedicated work time that you have set, then you have to treat it as as such. I think part of the challenge is that we don't give ourselves that structure when we're working from home. We don't have that fixed. We don't time box our time, our, our time um, or our activities. So we just think, oh, I'll start this. I'll do a little bit here. We do a bit of pottering, um, and we will, we'll, you know, I'll do, I'll do a little bit here. I'll do a little bit there. I'll, you know, I'll switch and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, and we don't really achieve anything. And that's when working from home becomes a bit of a just like a chill out thing. Um, so by recognizing what distracts you, you can quickly shift from being. An inefficient person who, when working from home, to being a very efficient person. Um, multitasking. I've always sucked at multitasking, so I never really tried to. I, I, I'm one of these people that likes to do one thing and get it over and done with before I start something else. It's annoying when you're working on multiple projects because especially when the deadlines are looming and they're, they're close, you think, oh my gosh, I still need to do this for that client or oh my gosh, I need to do this for that project or whatever. 
and you you have this temptation to put down what you're doing to go and deal with that and then really what happens is that you never really give anything that dedicated attention to get um the quality that you want and your your the, the quality of your output suffers you might get stuff out on time but not to the quality standard that you would really be happy with so i completely agree with that focus on a task get the task completed or get it to a point where you can't move any further forward and then move on to doing um the next task that's just my take on it the busy equals productive um <laughs> i've talked about this a few times I, I i've dealt with this i i've talked about people saying to previous bosses that i didn't look stressed um, and they didn't think i was busy because i didn't look stressed um and i've always i've always had this tendency to people wonder why i put headphones on when i'm at work or when i'm in the office or when i'm whenever i'm working there's either i've either got headphones on or music on or something something that drowns out the ambient sound around me or is that i think that's the right phrase or the 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 um it drives it drowns out the sound of my environment whether that's people talking other people's concentrations um sorry conversations i think the thing i recognized about myself is that i can easily be drawn into other conversations that have nothing to do with what i'm trying to do and lose focus so having headphones on allows me to get into a zone and just work and that's what i do and it it allows me to be single minded in my task it, and very task orientated very focused very driven and i i can accompl- accomplish a lot in that time so i've never really been one to be piled up under stuff i hate having work piling up i like to get things i like my stuff to be um a bit of a conveyor belt i get one thing in and something's going right out to make room for that thing um I hate having backlogs of work and and things like that. So I've never worked in that way and I don't think anyone that wants to be efficient should work in that way. So that's just those are just my personal experiences with those points. Uh so let's dive into these 10 efficiency things for um efficiency from tonyrobbins.com. So Yeah, and just to be clear, I'm not taking credit for any of this. This is all from Tony Robbins' website, as I've said multiple times. So, credit to Tony Robbins. Um and oh, and before I forget, the lady Courtney Adelaide, her business is called The Main Choice if you want to check it out for not I'm not I'm not it's not a paid promotion or anything like that. Um she does have some amazing products and she it's a very you know just read read about her read about her story um she shares i love hearing the stories from my wife because my wife is the, is the one that really listens to to um Courtney's talks and stuff like that but i love hearing what she picks up from there because Courtney's story is amazing 
and she's extremely successful. My wife has met her. She is a very friendly and personable person and you can't help but smile and be happy for people like that when um, they are successful. So anyway, let's jump into this. Um, Number one, set reasonable goals for yourself. Whether that's, I agree with this, so that's whether it's a daily goal, a weekly goal, a monthly goal, whatever you you're the only one that can determine what that sort of time frame is that you want to set the goals for but set yourself reasonable goals don't if you know that your output is x don't try and set yourself a goal to achieve two times x in the time frame that it will take you to achieve x um be very clear uh that on what you believe you can achieve and go for it. And and when you achieve it, it will motivate you to keep going. That's the beautiful thing about when you set goals. Every time you hit a goal, um, you get that motivation to keep going and you pick up momentum. And at some points you might, you know, you kind of find your, you find your rhythm, you find your flow. So you just keep kind of boom, boom, boom every time um and you keep hitting those hitting goals on a continuous basis and you find out that you actually you become more and more efficient what used to take you one day is now kind of taking you a little bit quicker because you know you know how long certain activities and tasks are going to take you you found ways to make them to to do them quicker because and at the same quality, because you do them, you know, you've got this rhythm going. Um, number two, tweak your time management practice. So one thing that people that he Tony talks about in this is about chunking your time or chunking tasks together. Um, I use time boxing. So. I kind of have an idea what of when I want to work and what how long certain things are going to take. So if I know that I need to do some data analysis for example, for example, I know that it might take me half a day to write the code to extract the data and to manipulate it and to um generate the columns that I want to analyze and to do any kind of um, transformations and so on that I want to do to the data. So I would set half a day for that. And then I would know that if I wanted to create a dashboard, again, based on the number of components in that in that dashboard, it would probably take me maybe, uh, say it's, let's say it's a dashboard with, five components i know that roughly each component to get to to take to create it to tweak it to optimize it it may take me about an hour um so i would allow myself another half a day for that so half a day to extract half a half a day to create my dashboard then I would allow myself half a day to um, what we used to call tart it up and make it 
you know, to brand it and to to do all the final presentation-y pieces of the dashboard, I would allow another half a day. So I know that that's, that's about a day, a day and a half um, of work. So I will chunk that into those, I will time box those activities, right? Half a day for this, half a day for that, half a day for this. I should be able to do all of this with no distractions by this point in time. I will not take on any additional tasks in that time period because I know that I've set myself this time to do this activity. Um, Also, when you time box things as well, know that give yourself some set times to end. You know, if define what half a day means to you. Is half a day 12 till 4? Um, you know, is it a four-hour block? Is it a... If you decide you only want to work six hours a day, then your half a day is a three-hour block. If you decide you only want to work four hours a day, your half a day is a two-hour block. What is your window? And, and stick to it. Stick to it because when you start going over your designated time um, endpoints, it can become frustrating because you start to feel like oh, this is a never-ending task. And sometimes there are times where it's okay to go over, but if you're going to go over in your mind, know that you want to go over or know that you're, you're, you're combining those time boxes um, or you're or you're tweaking those time boxes. So if I'm going to do five hours in the morning, then I'm only going to do three in the afternoon or something like that. Be flexible, but time box and, and try and be realistic with with what you can achieve in, in each of those uh, time boxes. Oh, this is a good one. Ditch your digital devices. Sorry, you're going to hear me moving um something that's better um but yeah ditch your digital devices a lot of people are distracted by social media nowadays and it's a bad thing um but it's something that's easily done it is easy to be distracted by social media it's easy to be distracted by um games on your phone or whatever i do love the new features that apple are including in in the next version of ios where you can set profiles and you can set if you put your phone into work mode um, it removes or it blocks all your social media and all your games and all of that stuff um I think it's called focus mode or different fo- different modes, like different focus modes. So you could have a work one, you can have a home one, because again, um, when you're at home, you don't want to be distracted by work stuff. But then you might have a special one that you set as family time, which means no work, no social media, just the basics for communicating. And I think these things are going to really help with productivity and I do love what Apple does in terms of creating some of these things that just makes life easier I do know that at the same time they're kind of getting us hooked into their ecosystem that's what Apple do 
Um, but hey, in an age where most things are becoming digital, I do love organizations that are taking that approach of kind of saying, hey, look, we want you to use our devices. And whilst you use our devices, we will help you to also focus on stuff. Um, another one. But yeah, digit, ditching your digital devices is is one. Learn, put your phone on do not disturb or something. Just learn not to, do, don't allow your devices to distract you. Number four, learn to say no. This is a massive one um, because a lot, of, a lot of times people aren't efficient because they take on too much. They give themselves, they may set goals, they may set, write a plan for the day and then someone comes and asks for something and they drop everything they are doing just to satisfy what that person has asked for say no no i've got my own plan if you knew you needed something for me maybe yesterday you should have asked me yesterday and i could have planned it in um now that i've planned for today i'm gonna do what i've planned sorry Unless it's something super critical and then you all agree and you know that you can allow to slip, uh, allow certain things to slip to, to accommodate it. But if you have, a, you know, some deadlines and someone comes with something that is not so important, don't drop what you're doing to do it. Tell them no. Tell them to come back another time. Um, take breaks. And this is why I say I prefer to do things like time boxing because I know that if when I time box, I have set times for breaks. My breaks tend to be um, around midday to one uh, and sometimes half one. Um, and that is when I'll get some food. That's when I will work out. Um, it will It's my time to de-stress and just to provide myself with that release Free my mind. Um, super important to take breaks. There, there is you. There is a point where your your brain just kind of just switches off. You can stay in front of a screen. It's, that's why you have those moments where you might be working on something for ages and it just doesn't seem to be working. And then you take a fifteen minute break, and whilst you know, whilst you're on that break, suddenly you have this light bulb moment and when you get back to what you were doing it all goes super smooth um yeah because your brain just needed some time so take breaks create a routine you love uh this is this was one that i kind of do i well not i kind of do i did but i didn't do it because i um, because I saw it anywhere, it was just something, it's just me, um, as I'll say to most people, I, I've got this, I, I probably say I've got mild OCD, I like routine, I like to do things in the, uh, pretty much in the same way, uh, most of the time, that's not a good thing, because that's how you, that's how people get sniped and stuff like that, <laughs> because people know, um, they know your routine, uh, but, for me, I kind of have this thing. I like to do, I like my day set up in a particular way. I like to wake up at a certain time. I like to do um, some work and then do some cleaning and do some stuff. And 
and then I'll go back to work and then I like to take my break and work out and have some lunch and then you know I've got a routine that works for me and I enjoy my routine I hate when things when my routine gets broken because it just means like every it just feels like the whole world crumbles when my routine um is out of whack and my wife will know when my routine is broken because I become super miserable um, and I become moany and everyone just starts to avoid me because I'm just moaning that everything's just not going right today. So, um, yeah, have a routine that you that you that works for you. Let go of perfection. There is something called the eighty twenty rule. And a lot of us suffer from this. We will spend, it takes us um, 20% of the time to get to 80% complete. And then we spend the remaining 80% of our time chasing that 20%. But do we have to, do we have to get it to 100%? Um, And what I mean by that is, do we have to get it to 100% there and then? Um, obviously no one wants to do a half-assed job on anything that they do but sometimes we need to accept that 80% is good enough for what we need at the time and we can plan in activities to achieve the the other 20% over a more meaningful um, or meaningful not maybe not the right word but you know we can we can spread that time sometimes we we spend we spend 80% chasing for chasing 20% and we miss out on the opportunity opportunities to do other things and you know spending 80% of your time to achieve 20% is not efficient achieving 80% of what you want to do in 20% of your time is more efficient so Keep the 80-20 rule in mind and know when to let go and plan to come back and do the other things or spread the, the, the remainder of that 20% over into chunks that you can achieve over a period of time. Um, improve your environment. You have to create an environment that is conducive to working. So... Set your office up nicely if you have a home office. Put the stuff that you need in there. If you need a coffee machine, put a coffee machine in there. If you want a big screen in there, put a big screen in there. If you want comfy seats, put comfy seats in there. Make your environment an environment that you want to work in. Whatever you need to make you focus, to help you focus, should I say, um, put it in there within reason. Um, I think creating an environment that is conducive to work really helps with efficiency. Get rid of clutter. Don't pile up. Um, don't pile up stuff on your desk. Again, that's something that helps with my kind of OCD behavior because I hate my desk looking messy and things being moved. So I try and keep. A somewhat clear desk policy um, and I don't have paper everywhere I stay com- I'm, I've also gone completely digital so you won't find bits of paper anywhere in my office 
Um, yeah, that's that's all I can say about that. Use all of your time. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, so this is talking about not wasting time on stuff that's unrelated to work. And again, to me, that comes back and that sits nicely with that whole time boxing thing. When you time box and you focus on activities within that time box, there's less time to be distracted by things that don't relate to work. Um, because in that time, you, you're just focused on the task. And when you finish that, you can, you know, you can allow for the other activities or the other things that you wanted to do. Um, and this is my the last one. And I really didn't expect to see this on his um, website. And I don't know why, but this is something Dr. Johnson and I talked about all over season one of this podcast. And it says, connect with your purpose. And I'm going to read what he's put because this is this was just one that, uh, you know, I love this one. We often don't achieve our goals, not because we are lazy or inefficient, but because we're not inspired by the things we must do each day. To overcome this obstacle, connect your daily tasks back, daily tasks back to your ultimate purpose or goals in life. At least once a day, check in with yourself and make sure that your tasks of working you are working on are truly important. We all still have mundane tasks we don't love, but that must um, that we don't love, but that must get done. Ooh, I don't like that sentence. Um, get these done first, and then reward yourself by working on something you enjoy, or divide your tasks between the things that are pressing, like finishing an article on a deadline, uh, versus things that can wait until the next day, such as returning an email. Learning how to work efficiently always goes back to prioritizing. You can improve work efficiency by setting compelling goals, learning how to manage your time and developing thoughtful habits. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that, that last one for me is something that you can't teach it. Once you connect with your purpose... Once you are doing something that you love, something that you are inspired by, you be somehow you just become efficient because you love you, you're not distracted. Nothing can distract you from something that you love doing. Um, you have that people have to peel you away from the stuff that you love doing, and I think for me. Number 10 was probably the most important one out of that list. Um, connect with your purpose. If you haven't listened to season one of the Imperfectly Human podcast, please go back and listen because we talked about some real good stuff on, on, on that. And definitely, definitely connecting with your purpose was one of those things. And I implore you, to go back, listen to that, hear what we were saying about connecting to your purpose. Um, yeah, uh, there's not much else I can say about that. <laughs> really and truly, connect. If you connect with your purpose, everything else will you can manage. Everything else you can deal with. Everything else starts somehow just starts to fall into place. Um, so that's it. 
that was efficiency. That was, I didn't go with, I didn't go with my things. I went with something that I thought was really good, a really good find, a really good read. And TonyRobbins.com has lots of useful stuff. Um, I'm not, and again, this is not sponsored. This is not me promoting Tony Robbins. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, I don't use a whole heap from him. I do check. I do know of him. I have watched. Um, I've wa- listened to him speak a couple of times um, or watched some clips by him. But generally, I'm not, you know, I don't go, ha- I don't go out there looking for, for people like Tony Robbins. But when I do come across good content, I will share good content. Good content is good content. It doesn't matter who wrote it or who who's presenting it. Um, and that for me was good content. I really, really connected with, with the things that he said. So if you, if you want to become more efficient, those are 10 tips that can help you. Um, for me, one that I would include is take some time to meditate. If you're a person of faith, commit your day in prayer. Um, take your plans before before God. That's something that I truly believe in. Um, another reason I believe as a Christian that we miss our sort of efficiency targets is because we don't connect to what God's purpose and God's plan is for our lives. And we get caught up in chasing our own dreams and chasing our own goals. Whereas God has equipped us to achieve the goals and the plans and the, and the perfect plan that he has for our lives. So for me, kind of trying to center in my life back on God's will and God's purpose for my life is a super important thing. It's part of my process on a daily basis. Um, and I do find that on the days that I don't commit my day or commit my plans to God, I find that the, those, are, those are the days where I'm distracted the most. So if you are a person of faith, that is something that I, again, I think you should really consider doing. Consider incorporating God into your process, into what you do. Um and just letting God lead you. So, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate it. I will be back again next week. And next week we are going to be talking about... Let me see, let me see, let me see. Before time runs out. Uh, we will be talking about... You better start doing data. Hey, this one, this is one that I love. Anyway, I will catch you next week. Have a great week. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.